Hello, Sexy Sunday. It's the best day of the week because I get to share a convo with you about sex, relationships, and being the most free and confident version of yourself. I'm big on making my own rules and normalizing these kinds of conversations because I believe that the more we talk about it, the better sex we're all gonna have because we'll be more educated and hornier. We walk around and hardly broach this topic in our normal lives, but I'm trying to change that. This is storytelling that's entertaining as hell, that will leave you laughing and gasping, introducing ideas that'll change you and break you open to celebrating your sexy self. Come with a curious head and brave heart, and let's play. I'm Bonnie Weeks, and this is gonna be fun. Hello, sexies. Welcome back to the podcast. I think you're going to like what I'm bringing today because <laughs> because you have heard already an episode with my sister, Anna, and I, I mean, I can't tell you how much fun it is. Well, I guess I can. I am. We will. <laughs> how much fun it is to be able to have my sister in my life and have this relationship where we're I mean, where my eyes have been level with her pussy as I'm like checking it out for, or like we've shared all these different stories and um, been in the same room when each other's had sex and it doesn't, mm, I don't even want to say it doesn't matter. It does matter. I want to say that it's really cool to have a relationship with my sister where we're celebrating and cheering each other on like we are and to be able to talk about all the things that we very much did not grow up in our Mormon background with and mm. having left the church within the past couple of years, especially if this is um, a new introduction for you and you have not listened to a previous episode with, with between my sister and I that, you know, we come from, I left the church about seven and a half years ago. She left shortly after we are both divorced now, having been married young and both redefining and claiming ourselves. And so with this, I messaged my sister and I was like, Hey, you know, that song that we always sing. Sisters, sisters. <laughs> what if, what if we did a podcast where we do a series, what if we keep showing up together and we have sister sisters podcast where two sisters showing up and like, we don't give a fuck what we're sharing with each other. Like it truly is like, mm -hmm. this is how hard I came. Mm -hmm. This is what happened. And this is, oh, I did this. <laughs> like that it really doesn't matter how we show up that we like love each other because of those things, not despite, but because of the way that we're sharing and um, say more and say more together. So this is the beginning of a series with my sister, Anna. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, baby. <laughs> I am so, so thrilled to be a part of the Sister Sisters series and to have more opportunities to share with you and to hear what you have to share and, and to be here. So thank you. Yes. Well, and I, I love that, you know, we're far apart right now. I live in Portland, Oregon. You live in Helena, Montana. And so, which is like our hometown. And so the communities that we might be interacting with might be different as well. But I mean, truly, I mean, every, everybody just wants to talk about sex. Mm -hmm. 100%. Talk about bodies, talk about transitions, talk about Oh, intimacy with the self. Talk about uh, claiming yourself, especially through pivots and mm -hmm. redefining what it means to like show up in the world. And I think like the sexuality is such a huge piece of that. And everybody, everybody wants more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm here for the combos. And excited to have more combos. Our last podcast together. Uh, God, we got in. That was good times. And at that point, last podcast together, I was deep in the throes of Malascum Contagiosum, <laughs> which if you haven't listened to that podcast, we talked all about STIs 
and the stigma around STIs. We talked about how living with an STI for a period of time can impact your body and your perception of your sexuality and self. And I am here for continued conversations about that because really, truly, like all of us are living in these bodies and experiencing and exploring exploring our sexuality and our pleasure in all of the ways, not just through sex. And in fact, what you're saying, Bonnie, is like, how are we talking about that to ourselves with other people? Do we have community to share those things, to share those things with and and to and to collaborate and, and find connection around? And and I my hope is that through this series of podcasts, we continue to help create space for people to have that permission for themselves. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the permission for self. I, I think of, you know, I, I say the, I say the statement like free to move often and as a yoga teacher and as a movement instructor, like it, there's a very physical way that that might come out, but it's exactly this. And it's like giving yourself mm-hmm. permission and figuring out how to not apologize for yourself Mm -hmm. and how to not pick up other people's shame or allow yourself to shame yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, that's real. That's real. Right, right? And and find that freedom freedom to move. And so, amen. Just amen. Okay, I would like to begin us off with talking about um, a, a recent story. I'd like to share a recent story from both of us, and then we will continue to noodle off of there. Anybody who's been here for a second knows that our conversations here on Sexy Sunday are are unscripted, and but they tend to meander back, and themes um, arrive. And so we have mm-hmm. to, you know, you and I have some things we want to share and talk about. But um, we're going to begin with like, what's the current? And a current story. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to share one with you because I have not shared. Okay. So delightful rather than leaving it on Marco Polo for you. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. With it. So my kids have heard me have sex before. Mm-hmm. Not on purpose. <laughs> this just happened. And last week, last week was a kid week for me here. And, um, and my lover, he was like, you know, we were, we were kissing and we were like, okay, fill in the fills. And he's like, do you want to go upstairs? You know, do you want, like, do you want to take off your clothes right now? And I was like, Wait, where were the kids? They were oh, they home. weren't home yet. Okay. They weren't home yet. And so it was like two 30 and I'm like, I cannot, I just, I have not solidified all the different schedules of who's riding bus and who's driving and who's riding other bus and what day of the week is it? Cause that also matters for when people come mm-hmm. home and like, Anyway, I was like, you know what? I think we have like a half hour. <laughs> so we go upstairs. I go upstairs. And I, so it's like, you know, I guess this is last week. So this is like the last week of February. And I have been having some low back and SI joint pain. Mm-hmm. And it's really sucky. And there's times when it flares up and it hurts worse than times when it feels better. In general, I feel much better than I have over since like last October. So I've had several months of dealing with this, but I have not been able to ride on top since like mm-hmm. the beginning of December. So that's like two and a half fucking months. And I'm just like, <laughs> I want to ride you. <laughs> I'm go hard. I'm saddling up, baby. <laughs> okay, that, so you guys go upstairs. Right. Because like, and okay. that's like totally, there's a lot of different ways to orgasm. Yeah. So like, but that yeah. is like a clitoral orgasm riding on top. Like oh, one, I have recognized so in my like less abilities to do that. Cause my hips, you have to do a lot of movement, but mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I need to rebuild my endurance. Cause like, I mean, Seriously. sometimes it takes a second and sometimes you're like ready and you're there and it's like the perfect connection and he's flexing his abs and like rubbing mm-hmm. and he's big. Oh, oh, you know, he's whatever. tilting his pelvic or bones or she is, or yes. Yeah, all yes right. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, so sometimes it lines up and it's faster and sometimes I'm like, wow, I'm going to be here for a minute, which actually, you know, even as an aside in those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so much work. I actually pause myself and I'm like, 
wait a second, Bonnie, if this is feeling like work, stop, like stop, slow it down. This shouldn't feel like work. This shouldn't feel like work. I need to hear that. Slow it down. No, and I slow it down because I'm like, this is supposed to be like fun. This isn't, is this because I think the orgasm, you know, I'm sure I want it. Sure, it feels good. But like, if it just is like feeling like work to get there, then am I missing something? And so I like slow it down. And so like, you know, if I'm with him, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to like slide up and down you for a minute. I'm going to like just Mm -hmm. soft, you know, like be softer and like wait for the wave to ride. Like let myself have a breather, let myself like be in the space. So, you know, kind of push. It's not a push. It shouldn't be a push. God, that learning is so important in sex. And I don't want to derail your story, but like, I seriously, I have so much that is coming to mind right now in my own experience with sex and in my body, especially coming out of molluscum contagiosum and that STI that mm-hmm. I've been really exploring, like how does sex actually feel right now and, and shifting and being open to shifting it when it's not, when I maybe am not finding pleasure or orgasm in ways that I want to be, or that I used to before pre-STI and those sorts of things. So I'm like loving this thought about what does my body actually need right now? And am I, can I listen to that and shift the play in real time? Mm-hmm. So yeah. kudos to you for like paying attention because holy God, like that's what it's about though, right? Like yep, if we're yep. not listening to our bodies, how can we like, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, and yes. that, that even makes me think of like, you just said that we're paying attention. So I have the book. I'm just going to recommend this to people, even though I've like read the first chapter, which is like two and a half pages long. It is called The Creative Act, A Way of Being. And it's about how we're all creative humans. And I have, you know, my other podcast, Yoga Strong, where I say yoga is the practice of paying attention. It's literally everything. Mm-hmm. Sex, like here we are, like mm-hmm. just, just start to pay attention. And I think it is that, I think an attentive life, if you start to pay attention and build Mm -hmm. this relationship with yourself and be Mm -hmm. like, who am I? What do I want? How do I say what I want? I mean, that's eroticism. This is sensuality. Mm -hmm. This is how you have like the sex. It's like, oh my gosh, my life is like changed because I'm walking away from this. Mm -hmm. And like the create, like, and, and the, the sacrum, like this area where we have sex is like this creative birthplace, this place where there's a lot Mm -hmm. of energy that moves. So, okay. So here I am writing, feeling like, wow, you're slowing things down. down. You speed up, you slow down. And I'm just like, okay, like, I think I'm here. And, and there's gets to a point where I'm like, can I really like sustain this? Like, I think it's going to take a second for me to get there. But I also know that I've been using my vibrator more because I can clearly orgasm with my vibrator Mm -hmm. and like, again, there's a lot for my orgasm also, which is fine. That's like a way that I like to with my vibrator. And there's a lot of vibrator shame that can exist out in the world of like, if you use vibrators, then you can't orgasm. Then, you know, with a partner, mm-hmm. like this is ruining yourself for this. And also, so there's might be that kind of conversation. I just really want to put this out because sometimes these are the things that are in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've heard this. But actually, that also helps you learn how to orgasm and lets your body mm-hmm. relax into that. And your body might get used to a certain way. And so you might, like, if you do want to change it, right? If you want something different, do something different. So like, if you're like, okay, actually, I want to learn how to um, orgasm in a different way, you might have to then do like stop doing something something different to Mm -hmm. do the other thing. And your body has to learn a new thing, which is the same way as like going to the weight room. It's the same way Mm -hmm. as like learning how to pole dance, which you could talk about. Oh my gosh. It's the in my same. infancy of that over here, but yes. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, so here I am, I'm writing and I'm like, okay, am I going to be there? I get there. And I'm like, the house Ooh. is empty, right? The house is empty. Mm-hmm. The kids aren't home from school. Mm-hmm. So I am writing <laughs> on top as if the house is empty. Yeah. I <laughs> was very loud. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> I was Get very loud and like, and, and then like, you know, I, I like am breathing so hard. Like, and I'm like, wow, my body, like, this is like months significantly. I'm like, wow, I need to condition myself for this. And I like, did you have any leg cramps since it's been a sex? 
since you were on top? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just like that whole moment I rolled over and I just like had my hand on my heart and I was just like feeling my heartbeat and my whole body and my whole body yeah. was just like vibrating. And I was oh. like, I just have to lay here. I literally just have to lay here. And you know, my lover, he's making pictures of me on the bed then like post post organ. Oh my God. Yes. But the, but the thing is, is like, as soon as I stopped before I even rolled over, I was like, I hear something. It's like, I think oh, no. there might be a kid home. A human. <laughs> well, eventually oh, no. pictures happen, etc. Like I have to take a shower. So like jump in the shower, <laughs> come out of my bedroom and all three of my children are home. Oh my god. So, so <laughs> nobody says nobody says anything. And, Are they all downstairs? Um, um one was in the room. Downstairs? One was I think Wait, in what room? Downstairs. Like one was like, in their bedroom. Okay. And then like my, the living room was right below my bedroom. People were down there and I was like, <laughs> I mean there's no way that people didn't. I was like, were they here? Did they just arrive when I was in the shower? Did they arrive like when yes. was the arrival? Like, I don't know. Nobody says anything. My kids have heard me have sex before and we've talked about it. And like, I kind of just die laughing every time and we have the whole conversation. <laughs> so, you know, we talk about these things. Okay. So it's like two days later. Oh and I don't even know. I don't even know why or like what like the spark was for what it was, but it was my oldest who said it, which he's not always the one that will say it, but like, I, and I kind of remember how he introduced it, but I died. Like I was laughing so hard, you know, it's always, in the <laughs> what did he but he was just like saying something about like how, how I was being loud and how he has a video of himself. <laughs> I have this video. Okay. Okay. So this is my current event is that I now own a video on my phone that my kid took a video of himself where he's looking at the camera, like, like kind of the raised eyebrow, like quirky mouth, like, Hmm. And then like quiet. You can hear yourself. You can hear me <laughs> yelling as I am orgasming in the room above him. <laughs> and so the story, the story, oh my God. The story goes that like he had arrived there. I'm in the midst of the things. And so yes. he's just like down in the living room. Like you can't escape that. Like the house is like. I mean, he, to be fair, he could have walked outside. He could he have, have left outside, the building. Sure. But like, I think I was there for longer. <laughs> like, I think they could have been there. Like they could have showed up like 10 minutes after we were up there. I don't even know. But then my, my other, another kid comes home. And when that kid walks in, he's just like, he like holds a finger to his lips and is like, shh. And then just points his finger upstairs. And then they both look at each other. And it's like, <laughs> And I love this so much for all of you all. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, and then, and I, was, I was like, I'm going to need that video. He said, he's like, now you can have that mom. I was like, thank you. You know, and I was like, and one of my kids was like, mom, you have like six hours. Like you could have done it any other time. <laughs> oh my God. And my lover's there at the same time. Like we're all just like, this is, this is what I life <laughs> But I love it. It's so different than our childhood talking about sex and like, at, oh yeah. my God. Oh, yeah. So my kids know that I have sex. Um. You know, though, I love that. I love that for them. And like the modeling that you're offering them of like, hell yeah, I'm going to fucking enjoy this. And, mm. you know, I think about the things that we were taught around sex growing up Mormon and growing up in that really intense culture of sexual purity to the point that like, not even like y'all, when we were growing up, it wasn't even that like we grew up abstinent. It was like extreme abstinence, even like including self-pleasure. So like not even in a culture where it's like, don't have sex, but you can explore yourself. Not even that. Like I remember when I introduced masturbation within my marriage and it wasn't until then that I first started masturbating in my life. And I remember my ex even like, and I, you know, inter introducing that into our relationship and, and both navigating that together. And so all of that to say, like, 
you and I are coming from such a different place to then be offering, like for you to be offering such a different experience for your kids and the way they're exposed to sex and the openness around talking about sex and the like the unashamed pieces of like, yeah, I had a really awesome orgasm and we're all going to like laugh about it and play about it and not have shame about the fact that like you, mm-hmm. my three children, like your three children heard you like, I love that for y'all. <laughs> well, and you know what I, I think about it too, is like, I mean, every parent is going to have to deal with this in some way, whether you're just like, nope, we're going to be quiet. We're going to, you know, but I think mm-hmm. the voice and the the way we allow ourselves to be loud in different times is like really important too. Mm-hmm. And like, if I, I think so often I'm like, man, these kids, like, I, I don't know how, I don't know how to do this with kids. I just know that it's different than when I was a kid and I would like to give them mm-hmm. something different. And so mm-hmm if I can be as honest as I can with them as is age appropriate, which, you know, whatever now we're yeah. here. Um, and, um, and be a place like, how can I model sharing so that they can feel like they have a place to maybe try out saying different things? Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we get so stuck in our heads around like, what should we say? What can I say? Will I still be loved if mm-hmm. I share that? I'm having this idea, but we kind of like start to talk in circles around those ideas, maybe in our heads and start to tell ourselves stories about ourselves Mm -hmm. or about the thing we want or the Mm -hmm. thing that we're thinking. And I mean, I guess like, that's the hope of this podcast too, right? Like maybe we can set down things that we're thinking and be like, is this true? Um, Is it not true? Mm. And where can we just create a space where we can have the conversation and not have to attach identity or worth to it and just- try it out. And so mm-hmm. if, I guess like in some way, if I can create that type of home where my kids can be like, okay, we can just be loud here. Okay. We can just yeah. like, like what is joy and pleasure for us? And doesn't even mean that it's sex. It doesn't, you know, like, but yeah. like, what is it that I'm exploring or experimenting and not and don't have to apologize for, and maybe we can have that conversation about it. And, and yeah. eventually that will be sex. So, mm-hmm. you know, I also love that you, <laughs> yeah, ideally your three children are maybe not hearing you in your loudest, you know, expression, but that's probably maybe not your preferred option, but it happened. And in that though, what I love too, is that they're truly witnessing real like not in like, they're not seeing it, but they're hearing it, right? Like they're hearing it. And like you, your humans are on the cusp of like probably exploring their own sexuality and maybe already doing that. And like, and, and again, in different ways than you and I had permission to do with their ages. And so even in that, I think, you know, to, and I don't know, and I don't know if this is weird to say, but for them to hear like that extent of pleasure to me, like if that, that were me, I'd be like, Oh, if that's possible, but that's not the experience I'm having, like mm-hmm. what questions might I have? And, and something that I have found in conversations that I've been having um, with other women in my life, when, when talking about orgasm and pleasure and, and kink and exploration is I am constantly surprised by the number of people who are not experiencing you are not enjoying is how I want to say this are not enjoying their sex life are not either reaching, um, orgasm. Don't feel safe exploring kinks. Don't even know how to start the conversation of like, I don't, it's not working, but I don't even know. I don't even know what I want. I don't even know what possibilities are out there. And so more and more I'm finding like, finding that the power in having these conversations and in being exposed to different experiences is that right. It's, it starts to open our curiosity of like, Ooh, what is this? And Ooh, like me, maybe this would be really delightful pleasure. And when you were talking about vibrators, um, incorporating vibrators into play, I was thinking about that too. And, um, in that piece of like, well, you know, I mean, and God, there's so much to learn about the pussy, right? Like in the, in the distance between your clit and your vaginal opening, right? It's like that distance can really impact, um, how in, can impact your penetration orgasms, um, or orgasms via penetration, like, mm-hmm. penile or, or toy, 
penetration. And so even just like learning that, I was like, oh, well, maybe there's like a little bit more distance. So like, actually, I'm going to release the shame and my partner's going to release the shame. But like when he pen- when I'm penetrated in different angles, it's going to be harder for me to reach orgasm. So we're going to bring in a toy or I'm going to touch right. myself. And that doesn't mean that he's not a good lover. That doesn't mean that anything's right. wrong with my body, but we're going to start experimenting and playing and being curious with like, oh, maybe, maybe I want to try this. Maybe I really want to be tied up. Ooh, how does that make me feel in my body? Okay, let's, let's maybe start that conversation to even think about those ideas, right? So I think it, it's all part of this like permission conversation around like, ooh, what sounds fun, right? Like, mm-hmm. what do we want to try? And sometimes like, we don't even know what we want to try until we hear the idea or we see the idea. And this is why I'm, um, I'm, I'm a big fan and, and promoter of, of play. Yeah. Well, I think, oof, I like how you shared that sometimes you don't even know it's possible until you might see it or hear it. And I think mm-hmm. like, that's the power of our own personal stories is mm-hmm. that our stories are going to be totally different than somebody else. And I am under no impression that I have had um, a wide variety of sexual experiences or that I've experienced all the things or that I have like (laughs) any sort of like corner on the market of like, Mm. of like what, what is possible or what is done in the world? Like, no, like I think, but I don't have to, I don't have to. And in order to like be here and to be having these conversations, it's that we all come together and we're like, Hey, like, this is where I'm at. And like, Hey, this is what I've experienced. And it gives us all these I think maybe like hearing and seeing and whatever it is, you know, however we're like kind of sensually engaging with each other that, that there is maybe something else that we didn't even know was out there in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think even, I mean, even with where we're at in our relationships and with our lives and both being solopreneurs and both like building businesses and, and how do we exist? Like we didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even see this as part of what I would do in my life. And now I'm like, oh, this is possible. Oh, and I see people, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's possible. Like, you don't even know mm-hmm. what's possible. And so the dynamics between people or the way you can communicate. And I mean, honestly, you and I have talked a lot about like, I think even some of this is like, how do you even start to say you're not enjoying sex? Or how do you say that I want to explore kinks or possibilities, yeah. right? Like you literally <laughs> have to figure out how to get the words out of your mouth without dying. Yes. And before you can even get, I, here's one thing too. I like, before you can even get the words out, you have to have that attention and awareness of self to note like, Oh, that didn't feel good. Or like, how do I feel in my body after that exchange? And like, does that work for me? And and if that is like not feeling good, then what, what is it? What, what's the thing? What's the thing I want to say? And then having the actual fucking courage to say the things and like, yeah. 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 But I also, I, I want to loop that into something you shared before we started recording where you in this exact same line where you're like, well, I had these experience, some experiences recently. You weren't even like, you didn't even say what they were, which, and it actually doesn't matter. Like I had these experiences where it made me pause and be like, wait, how did, how do I feel about those things? And truly having that conversation with self to be like, okay, hand Mm -hmm. to heart, tap into self. How is my body responding to these experiences? What am I feeling about them? And then, and then you shared that you were like, like, oh, actually like I'm, there's like kind of two pieces here. I'm like, am I shaming myself because of maybe what people might think? And is that how I'm feeling? Or actually am I feeling totally opposite than that? Hmm. Yeah. Um, do you want me to go into that or, or, well, I think, you know, I guess I'd like to hear, or just like, I just think this idea about, hmm, I think identifying what our body is feeling could be wrapped up in taking on shame from maybe an outside source that it's not really you. Mm-hmm. And and how difficult I think it is to like 
navigate our way through that and say, is that truly how I feel? Or am I projecting maybe somebody else's idea on me of what they think? I mean, that that's the crux of shame, right? It's like, is that coming from me? Is it coming from the society around us? Is it coming from your know, religion? Is it coming from misperceived uh, perspectives of others? You know, it, it, God, shame. This is why we love Brene. <laughs> right? All of the shame research. It, it, honestly, tapping into my shame and how, or in, tapping into shame and how that impacts and has over my life impacted my body and myself and my confidence has actually, and doing the work to shift that and change that has been life-changing work for me, actually. And and so I, the instance that I was sharing with you pre-recording um, today was not a sexual experience. Uh, it was actually a, a weekend with, or an evening with friends and we'd been having a really wonderful time. And there was an invitation for anyone to want to stay if they wanted to stay to, to sleep over. And you know, something I have I'm I'm embracing about myself is that I love sleepovers. Like I live on my own. I love having my own space, but truly like I love having sexual or non-sexual sleepovers. Like tonight, if someone was like, Hannah, can I just come like spend the night and like stay talking and like you know, whatever, like sexual, non-sexual, like, I love it. I love connecting with people and still having my space. And, and so there was an invitation at this friend party for anyone who wanted to stay the night to stay the night. And, um, and there was a hot tub experience, which I like, give me an outdoor hot tub and I will like always soak naked in it. And, um, so after like house party karaoke and, and all sorts of foods and snackies and, and naked soaks a lot of people left um and there was the host family was staying uh was there of course and then I was like you know this sounds like the funnest thing I of course want to stay the night and like I don't want to like drive home and I want like I love this place that they had rented that were st- they were staying in and I just wanted to like be cozy in there and after everyone left I was laying in bed thinking like is this weird is this like is this Am I like, I, am, am I acting like an adult right now? Should I be like, and all of these, right? Like even that's, ugh, ugh, I want to like shed that belief, that thought, right? Cause it's all of these like intrusive thoughts are like coming into my head. And I'm like, what does it mean about me that I'm like the person who goes to the party who like starts the naked soak and wants to spend the night and, and does like, you know, all of the things. And, and I was, I had all these like, thoughts of shame or, or misperceptions or, or judgments about myself that I was worried that people were thinking about me. And I realized in the moment, and this might seem like a silly situation, but that's the thing. Shame does not discriminate based on any situation. It like shows up in the weirdest times in our lives and the weirdest moments. And I'm laying in bed having all these thoughts. And um, in the middle of that, I like, I invited myself to pause. I was like, hold up, hold up of all of the options that were available to me tonight, I did everything that sounded yummiest to me. I made the cocktail that sounded the yummiest. I went and soaked and that's exactly what I wanted to do. And I wanted to stay the night, A, to like stay in this beautiful place with people I love, also so that I can wake up in the morning and help with cleanup. Like, I love that for me. That does not mean I'm like a reckless, da, 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 like whatever, you know, whatever, Mm. idea that I was like trying to, you know, that my brain was trying to sort through all of these misperceptions and, and untruths that were popping into my head. I was like, none of those are true. Like, I love this for me. I am, I am making choices that are bringing me immense joy. And I'm surrounded by people who support and love me doing Anna. And that was something too, as I realized that part of that fear because because shame a lot of times, right. It's fear-based mentality. Part of that fear was like, am I okay? Am I am I safe? Or am I around people who are going to support me being me? And I had to go back to that moment of like, no, there was a total invite to come and stay and just be and play. And like, it was a choose your own adventure night and that I'm the only one who chose this adventure or rather that this is the adventure that I chose is okay. Because mm-hmm. I was choosing exactly what I wanted and what's in alignment with me. And this is bringing me immense joy. So why the hell am I shaming myself for choosing my joy? 
Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? This is why, this is why I love the hell out of you. Like, I think getting to this place where we can speak in this sort of way where, you know, like, yeah, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about like (laughs) all the, all the things. Right. But it's like this too, it's the good sex, the good way that we like the ways that we can connect with ourselves that we're like, Oh my gosh, like I am transformed by this experience is because it's these moments where we slow down and we pause ourselves and we like recognize that there's a story that all of a sudden is running wildfire in us that is like burning us up that we have to say, wait, pause, 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 pause. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. am I telling myself right now? And is mm-hmm. that true? And how do I restory myself? Mm-hmm. Like restory to restore, right? So like, how do we yeah. restory ourselves in that moment and walk ourselves through that and like hold our own hand, right? And hand to heart yeah. and be like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Like, is that really true? What's really real for you? And how mm-hmm. do you like really, like, how are you really showing up and being held, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and do this piece. I'm like, I feel like I'm finally owning like, Oh yeah, I don't want to have this conventional life where like I should go home and I should be this grown ass adult and go and always sleep in my house. I'm like, fuck no, that's not as fun. If we can like I want to be 80 and be like, hey bitch, can I come like spend the night? Like, let's hang, right? Like I'm gonna like that's gonna be me when I'm like 80 still, you know? Like, why am I poo-pooing on this part of myself now? This, right. <laughs> that makes me think of City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh yes that book. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was such a good one. Okay. Okay. That's exactly what I wanted. That was like, that's my, <laughs> my story. And then we're going to tangent it. So it's perfect. Okay. So where are we going? Tell me a current oh, story. So something that like, I mean, you have several, you can choose from, um, uh-huh. but just something that has been interesting in your world along the lines of uh, self of inquiry of exploration of interaction. Ooh. Okay. (laughs) Oh God. Okay. So here's what's coming to mind for me. Um, cause I've also just like, I've been wanting to talk to you about this. So I post molluscum it's impacted my play for about four months. Um, so mid February, I started to be able to um, incorporate partners, touch and play back into my body experience and pleasure. And because really with molluscum, like I was not partners were not touching me, they weren't eating me, they were not penetrating. So it was like, well, yeah. And specifically for those who might know molluscum, we're talking about it. Just as recap again, go back and listen to the episode. Oh, yeah. We talk a lot about it, but molluscum, this yes. is like in the crotch molluscum, not like molluscum for kindergartners or preschoolers. That's like on your ankles and your wrists. Like, yeah. This is like pussy. This is in the pussy. Puss. Yeah. Yes. Very contagious skin infection. That's all it is. And yeah. so because it's like such an infectious skin thing um yeah it didn't really impact my play and so mid-february starting to play again bring, bringing partners back into that play and touch and um and for me in the last month so i am in a not um ethically non-monogamous relationship and um my primary partner is other than myself is a male-bodied person and um I'm so tremendously grateful for him. Um, and the, this is not what I was going to share, but I'm just going to give a shout out to just like lovers who meet us where we're at. Like that's just a little n- note and of appreciation for lovers who meet us where we're at. Um, so all that to say over the last month as I've been playing and exploring with other partners as well, because that's a place where I can find myself again. Um, I've really been wanting to like, flip the light switch back on, right? It's like, okay, babies, we're ready to play. Like mama's here, right? And so, <laughs> just did a titty shake for Bonnie on Zoom, y'all. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I've like been really looking forward to this moment where I'm like, okay, I'm clear to play. I'm like ready. I want it hard. Like, yeah, I want to like pop real hard. And I have to tell you, my body is telling me otherwise. And that has been really hard for me because I have really been missing where my play was at pre 
molluscum. And so I've been like, just waiting for this moment of time where I'm like, yes, let's go. Let's get in there. Like, yes, pound me. And so I had this experience recently um, with one of my lovers where it sex just felt a little bit bungled and we all have those bungled nights maybe where we're just like a little bit out of sync. And for me, I think I was out of sync with my body. And so this is why earlier when you were sharing like, Oh, this was hard. How can I shift? How can I like, and and to me, like it's something I've been thinking about is like not only shifting the position, but shifting the expectation. And something I've been finding is that I've been actually having experiencing a lot of performance pressure. And um, normally I think as a woman, I've not, that's not been something I've, I mean, at times I think I've experienced that, but I lately, because I've been like, well, I'm clear to play. I want to play. I want to orgasm, right? Like I'm, I've almost gotten in my head a little bit about it and have been putting a little bit of performance pressure on myself. And also I am, I'm grateful to have incredible lovers in my life who want to, to, bring me pleasure, right? Who want to touch me in a way that brings me pleasure and orgasm. So of course they also want that for me. But when I'm in a place with my body and, and, and this is a new iteration of my body, that it is different than where my body was at pre molluscum. And so noting that, like I've been experiencing a little bit of performance pressure on myself. And then I'm like, Oh, I get in my head a little bit. And then in those moments, like, oh God, we're going right back to shame. I'm like, God, like this used to feel good, but now I don't know what my body needs. And like, that's frustrating because I'm finally here to play. And it's not like, right. So I like, I had this experience recently where I just like, it was kind of a bungled sex night. And it left me feeling really emotional because I was like, I just, I waited so long to really like be able to play in the way that I wanted to. And this is frustrating. And, Mm. and Um, so I left that night and I just was like, you know what? I think, I think I just need to be pounded by a really good talk. That's what I need right now. And (laughs) so a couple of days later, (laughs) I was like, I just need really rough, like just get to the farmer. Yes. And even as I'm just, even as I'm describing this though, y'all like, um, I know you're probably listening to this. Because you don't, do you release the videos of recordings? I mean, if we okay, want to, we can. This is like, okay. you know, I mean, okay. the audience hasn't necessarily wanted it. Not that, I mean, I just throw things out there, whether or not people sometimes want it and be like, here you go. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. but maybe so I'll describe. we will. <laughs> okay. So even as I'm describing this, like my fingers are clenched, right? And there's this like tension in my body. I'm like, I just want to be pounded, right? So I'm like, my body is holding, my shoulders are coming in and um, and I'll come back to that. So fast forward a couple of days, <laughs> I broke, I well, not broke a rule, but I, I shifted a boundary <laughs> that I had set for myself to not fuck any neighbors. And I fucked a neighbor. Ah. <laughs> and I was, uh, I, I, I live haven't in, heard this story. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. This I've been saying this for you. Oh. So like I live on a floor with a lot of um, men who have been very interested and, um, and so when I moved into the building, I was like, I'm not fucking any neighbors. This is a boundary. And then, um, I was out with a friend, neighbor friend, and we were vibing, we were vibing and I invited him up to my place. We also share a wall. So actually like mid play, he's like, so this is like what it's like to hear you on this side of the wall. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Ah, and oh my god it was so many things and he's also listening all the listening today all listening like he is um he's uh a bit younger than me i have a lot of young lovers these days which is cracking me up but i i love that for me um Um, I was, I was spectrum, a spectrum of age <laughs> lovers Um, anywho. So we're just like deep in play and, um, I don't know if he's listening, well, ever listened to this podcast, but I, you know, want to be respectful to him. Let's just say a spectacular talk, spectacular. And, um, like was ready and rearing to play and like offered me 
that hounding that I was looking for. We're y'all, we're getting explicit here. And please, more explicit. Oh, it's fine. I'm like, I'm I'm always okay. I, yeah. If you're not, if you are not comfortable with explicit sex talk, this may not be no. the podcast for you. Yes. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So we're here for it. So yeah, we're playing. He's pounding. He's like finger, like all the things, right? It's just like, oof. Um, and yet once again, I found myself like struggling to orgasm. And I, then I was like, got in my head a little bit about it. And I like, like I could totally squirt, like that was doable. But for me, like, I've also been like playing with like when squirt happens for me and and an orgasm. And like, it's, I'm finding too, like, it really creates, it leads to a really incredible orgasm if I can hold and resist squirting until after orgasm. Cause then like, I get that double release. Oh my God. Ooh, this is making me horny. Um, but this is hashtag podcast everybody leaves horny (laughs) all the things and but that being said i was like okay i'm like i was able to squirt we were having so much fun like there was like this giddiness to it because he's had a bit of a crush on me for a time so like throughout our play he's like i can't like he kept saying that to me, which I can't like, believe so I'm here. I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. So and like, and it was so like reaffirming. He's like, you're just like your body, and like, like I just like I felt so loved on, and still like my body. I don't know. Like, was I was still in like some different places with my body, and so I really, what I want to share right now is like, yes, this fun story of playing a fucking the neighbor, and. Like, it's interesting because actually that night, neither of us reached orgasm, but we had a lot of fun playing. And I think that's like an important distinction too, is like, it's not about like, not even sometimes, like, are we putting pressure on ourselves to have an orgasm? Like we can totally, what about playing without orgasm? What if, but what if it's just like making out a little bit of fingering without squirt or orgasm or like even taking clothes off? Like there's so many ways that play and pleasure can look. And so something that I have been like my current right now is I've really been playing with like, it's been a thought experiment for me of like, okay, Hey self. A, I think we're putting a little bit of performance pressure on ourselves. Also maybe getting a little bit of that feedback from our partners. And it's not coming from a a malicious space of like, good God, my partner wants to make me like help me come. Like, that's not a bad thing, but I'm like, I just want to acknowledge, and I've been like giving myself permission to acknowledge that that's actually how I've been feeling Mm -hmm. when that feels new and uh, different. So I have some feels and emotions about all that, especially this body that has been really hungry for that for many months. I'm hungry. I know you're hungry, darling. Oh, I'm hungry. (laughs) And so, um, in that hunger, there's like then then this growing frustration. And so I really, I've been trying to give myself permission to slow down and listen to my body. And so this is like going back to you talking about like, right, being on top, trying to do like ride, but being like, oh, I can't sustain. How do I slow? How do I listen to my body? And so fast forward, like all I had, so I had two very different sexual experiences last week. Um, and then on Thursday, I had um, a somatic therapy session, which is like a, uh, a really incredible therapy modality that incorporates talk therapy with, uh, um, body awareness. And so even like mid session, I might be sharing something and my therapist will ask me, like, will interrupt me and ask me where something might be happening in my body or about a part of my body. Like, Hey, while you're sharing this, what's happening in your lower back. And sometimes that answer is like, I don't know. Uh, and she's not talking to me and she's like, okay, cool. Like there's no right or wrong answers. There's movement incorporated in that therapy. There's touch incorporated in that therapy. Sometimes like it's incredible for me and has really helped me deepen my relationship with my body and understanding and paying attention to my body, which impacts mm-hmm. the whole rest of my life. And so, um, I had that session on Thursday and was actually sharing, oh, God, I love that therapist of mine. Um, and I'm like telling her all about these different sexual experiences and where my body is at. And I started to feel some emotion in that. And in that session, I was, it really gave me some space to, to acknowledge like, okay, 
Hi, Anna. Here we are. Here we are, post-molluscan body. I've also, in the last couple of months, um, was in a car accident. And um, because of that and, and because of some other body pain, have started uh, doing more or have started a uh, practice of more regular massage and um, touch healing. And so going to all of these different massage therapists over the last couple of months, they, I've, I've been consistently getting feedback from these massage therapists. They're like, you're, Anna, you're telling me, yeah, go in, go hard, really massage me. I'm like tight, I'm whole, you know, being held. But in each instance, every therapist has told me, you're telling me this, but your body is telling me otherwise. Your body is telling me, no, 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 soft. We need it soft. We need to like, we need soft holding. We like, uh, like we, we need like soft introductions. And um, so I was, I really, the last two weeks have been thinking about this, like, okay, body, hi. And I'm even going to take a breath. Hi, Bonnie. Mm. We, we love play. We love it rough. We love to come. And right now, right now we need soft. We need to be met in a gentle, sensual space, not in a hard, I mean, I need it hard and pound it space. And even as I'm describing this, like, so going back to, you know, as I said that earlier, in my, my, my fists are clenched and my body is like, you know, coming it, caving in on itself. And that's to me, I know my body. That's not where my pleasure comes from. My pleasure comes from a space of openness, a space where I feel safe, where I feel held, where I can be open. And so thinking about that, what do I need then? to be, to feel like I can be more open to the play in a way that is in alignment with where my body and being are at right now. And that's not maybe X, Y, and Z type of experiences that I had last week. Like those are not what my body needed. And So in the session last Thursday, like all of it came together. We're talking about these different sexual experiences with all these different lovers. I'm like, I had these epiphanies about, okay, but other body workers who are not trying to reach a certain, like bring my body to orgasm are giving me different feedback. So like, how do I incorporate all of this feedback that my body is getting? Because my sexuality, my sexual pleasure is not disconnected from my entire nerve, like from my nervous system. It's all, we're all interconnected. So how in that interconnected space, how can I acknowledge and honor where my body is at? And that, so then fast forward to last weekend and um, I was with one of the partners who I was with earlier on in the week again, and I approached the situation so differently. And I used my voice to say the things, to say the fucking things. And I was like, okay, here's, and I shared with him my learning of the week. I'm like, this, this is what I've learned in my body this week. And I would really love to play with you. And I need it to look a little bit different than it did earlier this week. And here's what I would love to try tonight. Could we do this? Could we do this? Could we be really, really soft? Like even like he loves my ass. He loves to spank my ass really hard. He loves to grab my ass. He loves to like be, be really grabby. I like typically leave play with a lot of bruises because I like, I like it rough, but that's not where my body was at. And so even in that, I was like, can you not spank me tonight? Can you like, just give me like gentle holding? Can you um, like, could you try this soft? Could you try this? And he was so receptive and willing to meet me there. And, oh, Oh, that like makes me emotional like, to even share that. Like it, it was so yummy. And, and I, in, I really enjoyed myself and I had an incredible orgasm and more than the orgasm though, I felt so nourished and so loved on and so met. And that was only possible because I had done the body work and communicated it with my lover because otherwise how are our lovers supposed to know what we want to need mm-hmm. unless we tell them. Mm-hmm. Right. You, 
And I think I love that this was not fast, Mm -mm. right? There is no rush to it where Mm -hmm. it really is a thing happens. How do we slow down Mm -hmm. enough to pay attention to say, how is this impacting me? How does my body literally feel? Like, what is my gut telling me? What is this? Like, how, what's talking? Okay. Mm -hmm. What am I thinking about? Mm-hmm. what's being reflected if you can like let yourself be held by a community of other people who are mm, healers in different ways, right? Massage. And to like integrate that and to like really be thoughtful about that, to set down any sort of shame. I think like curiosity is almost the opposite of shame. Whereas like, how do you mm-hmm. just be like curious instead and like ask more questions and be like, are, is that, are you sure? Like, is that, or is mm-hmm. it not? And I think about as you're telling this story and you're like, I just want it. I want soft. I want to be held. Like, how can I be open? And if you're coming out of this experience of Moluscum where you wanted all those things, but like it didn't feel open. Yeah. And you did. I literally didn't. Well, and I literally, I, I didn't even feel like I could have anyone in my sheets right? Without changing my sheets or right. it was very, God, there's so many things. It's yeah. a very closed experience. And so it makes yeah. a lot of sense too, to like zoom out from like you mm-hmm. in this like moment, be like, wait, zoom, zoom out, zoom out and be like, you have this been in, in this whole space in this mm-hmm. whole space where you haven't felt like you could be held and you haven't felt open. And so even mm-hmm. like, I, I think the word that comes to mind, which is my word for the year, which is fucking everywhere. I've never had a word be like, so like, this is the word, Bob. <laughs> like the word is trust. Right. And you said mm-hmm. that, like, like, how do I land in this, in this trust? And really, I think that's what it is, is like, how do I trust myself to show up? Can I, can I trust that yeah. other people can show up and hold me? Can I be open here? And how do you land in the trust of like that experience with somebody, not to perform, not for yes. them or for you, but like with yes. them and be held in that dance of play. Yeah. And that it has to be like, I mean, if we were to say like, okay, I want you to sit with your eyes closed and I want you to imagine that one of your lovers is going to come up behind you and they're going to take the tip of their nose and they're mm-hmm. going to trace it right up the long side of your neck behind your ear and then do a breathy hollow right in your ear. And then maybe they'll like take their lips and just barely pass them over your ear. I like just that. Mm-hmm. It's very soft. And how that automatically, mm-hmm. like an open, like there's an mm-hmm. opening with that. And how it's like this lead in maybe perhaps with the softness that is this surrender that is like, oh, I can, I can land here. And it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not a force, right? Again, it's like not a force. It's not work. It's Mm -hmm. like, how is it not that? And, and the attention, you could name it body work, right? But the the body attention, right? Like the attention you give to self to like be able to get to that place, be like, okay, okay. I can trust that somebody going to do, you know, be there and show up. And maybe, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe that will lead to pounding, but leading with the pounding doesn't get you maybe to the, I mean, it might like, yeah. but it's going to be this, this dance first. It's going to be like, are we open? Are we open? Mm-hmm. Are you open? Am I open? And I think mm-hmm. that's the conversation really like flirting and like this mm-hmm. dance of like everything's foreplay, right? Like, are you open? Yeah. Are you open? Are you and as long as mm-hmm. I mean open relationship, it doesn't it's just like are you yeah. available? Are you here? Like are you awake? Are you on? Are you mm-hmm. turned on? Are you open? And then it will leave places. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I love this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I even think about you know, I've had partners who have lived, who live with erectile dysfunction or ED. And, you know, even thinking about the way that that impacts play, because they're in that, 
is a different ebb and flow because we might be like, there might be writing happening and then things shift. And so we have to shift and still like, you know, it's an interesting thing to like experience that and continue playing in ways that feel soft and supportive to, for me, like in that case, to my male partner, right? Because that like, God, let's talk about body shame and like people who live with ED, that's a whole thing. And there's, there's so much around that and and negative self-talk about, you know, how they are as a lover and whatnot. And, and I even think back to like different experiences there and you know, going back to, yeah, it's like not about the pounding sometimes, but like, how do we show up and, and love on each other and listen to each other's bodies and give each other permission for play and the permission to shift that play mid play, you know, be that, okay, actually like loving this, but I'm a little bit, and I've said this, like, I'm a little bit in my head right now. And I really am enjoying this with you, but could we just hold each other for a second? Or could you rub this or could you, could we like just slow? Yeah. And it is, it is the slowing down. And, and, and that's not always the case, right? Cause sometimes like a nooner, sometimes a little quickie, like you're in the mood and it's like, yeah, oh, let's yeah. bust it out. Right. Like we love these. I love a quickie for all people. Well, and and sometimes I've even like, I'm like, I have a Zoom meeting. I have a coaching call. (laughs) I'm like, I literally have five minutes and I'm, and then I jump on. I'm like, wow, uh, that was a fast one. That was fast. And this is the, this is the perk of working from home. (laughs) Hell yes. I have quickie solo sessions. Hell, like, what do you think I was doing to get like myself prepped for today? Well, I had a quick little solo session pre-podcast. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll have a post post solo session. <laughs> I love these things for us. And right, it's all like sex and, and pleasure. It's like it's it's not just one thing and it's not always just gonna look one way. It's there's this ebb and flow as our bodies are ebb and flowing, as our nervous systems are ebb and flowing, and as you know, we have like in your case, chronic pain that you've been experiencing. There's like a shift in the play and, and the communication around just the pleasure and, and desires. And God, it, it is all, I think what, what's just like so on my mind right now is accepting and loving where I'm at, even though it looks different than where I would had wanted to be post molluscum. Yeah. And that's like me right now and me in six months and me in six years, me in my body and my pleasure and my play with partners is going to look different even still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, change is basically the only thing we can count on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So shifts yeah. will 100% happen in, so shifts one, happen. in any way. <laughs> yeah. So why like, and I love that shame is like being, is such a part of our conversation today, but like if change is going to be constant, like, okay, then let's not shame where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Cause this is just part of the, this is part of the learning and the experience. Mm. Right. And it's, it's not too late. It's not too slow. It's not too fast. No. It's not too much. It's not too little. It's, it's no. just, it's what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I love this. I love it too. <laughs> um, I am I like there's already I'm like, wait, we didn't talk about this and I want to share this. And I'm so I'm like so at this moment, I just like I'm gonna like gush for a minute and just be like feel super grateful that we are meeting here in this space and mm-hmm. that we're gonna continue having these conversations. And I think of you as such a powerful leader and the mm. way that you attract people to you and the way that you like, I mean, there's seven years between us and as their, as your older sister to like, watch you step into so many variations of yourself and to watch you continue to transform and be a, a bigger 
bolder, braver you and the way that that impacts everyone around you as much as it also is impacting you is like such a pleasure to me as like somebody who's close to you and has like been with you kind of your whole life. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, not kind of. Have. Y'all, Bonnie, I mean, this- Bonnie told me about sex. She was the one. <laughs> so it's very, it's really actually. I mean, I nursed you when I was seven. <laughs> oh God, there's We're stories okay. we got to tell. <laughs> You're oh. wrong. I was trying to be helpful. <laughs> you seriously, goddamn woman, you have had my back. Yeah. I mean, now I could be your, your sex shepherd in some, I mean, I have been, I'm not currently, but I have been in a circumstance. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's for another day. That's a story for another day. (laughs) No, thank you for, thank you for the acknowledgement. Like truly it's an, it's an honor to be here with you too. And I, I think, you know, just, zooming out for a moment and and looking at the two of us and and the journeys that we've been on to be here together and to share them the way that we do and to have the be having these experiences the way we're having them right like it's been it's been an honor to also watch you and to witness you and so Mm, thank you love sisters sisters no one never such devoted sisters. <laughs> we will fuck the chaperone who comes with us. I don't know. We've done all sorts of naughty versions of the song. We do. We we should maybe next time we'll start with like a version of that. Oh my gosh. Okay. We'll wrap this. We'll wrap this. We'll come back again soon. Um this was amazing. Mm-hmm. Wherever y'all are at. And whatever your current is. And if we were to say like, Hey, if you were to pop on the podcast, what's, what's the current story that, that lives in you? Like what's the current, you know, connection or intimate moment or thought process or knowing of self that like comes to mind. Like if you were to pause and think about that and you're not here on the podcast with us, otherwise we'd 100% be here to listen to it (laughs) hands down. But maybe that's something that if you say it out loud, can give you some other sort of reflection and connection with somebody else. And maybe you want to start to say that out loud to somebody. And and maybe that feels like scary as fuck. And you're like, I'll just try writing it, right? Or try voice recording it just mm-hmm. for yourself, just for yourself. And and maybe like like having this encouragement, be like, what like what am I if I'm doing this podcast, if I'm gonna like have this conversation with you, Anna, and and other people, like, like really you know, this is because we're all out here and mm-hmm. we're all trying to figure out how to restore ourselves and how to share ourselves and how to like step into ourselves. And I think a big piece of it really is, is like being able to look at that. And so y'all, you're listening, like your story is also important and mm-hmm. valuable. And you also are not just transforming yourself in your own growth, but all the people around you and it's making you sexy as hell. So (laughs) get it, (laughs) whatever it looks like right now. And whoever that looks like you're doing it with, (laughs) we want that for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Anna. Thank you everybody for listening. And until next time, keep it sexy. Mm -hmm.